So we're in the middle of maybe lost count. I think the fifth machleik is Bisham Vesil, and the fifth machleik is Bisham Vesil in the Mishnah was the nusach of the bracha that you make on fire by Havdalah. By the way, I forgot to mention, there's two and a half, three places in Shas that talk about Havdalah. The Gemara in Arvitzalchem, the Gemara in the Shabbos, and our Gemara here. This is one of the main sugyas of Havdalah, especially the not Havdalah part of Havdalah. This is the only sugya of Nerem Sam. This is Vaskis Telachan, as I feel. No, you just said Arvei Psalchem. I just thought it was just cold seltzer. Oh, okay, fine, fine. Matzkim, matzkim, right? So, I kids are so, so, um, so, so that was that was the, uh, the yeah. So Bisham Machlekes. The first part of the Machlekes we dealt with last night. It seemed from the Mishnah Bisham said you have to say Shebara, and Bishal said you have to say Boireg. Based on an old concept that the bracha has to always be talking about past tense, Shabbar is for sure past tense. Bayrei, Bishamay at first was uncomfortable with being past tense, which is where I said it can't be because of Brah Psukim. And you pointed out, it also we say Bayrei Priyadama, known as a problem. So Bayrei can't be an issue. Okay, that was, so that was settled. It's no longer a machlekas. But, uh, but the, um, the second part, Ma'ar and Ma'irei, it's interesting Machlaikas. To which the Gemara says, we are Nun Beis Amid Beis. I would say six, seven lines from the bottom. A couple words from the end of the line, Kipligi B'Ma'ar U'Ma'irei. But this we're not making peace, we're not reconciling. Ma'ar versus Ma'irei. Bishama says Ma'ar Ha'esh, Bishil says Ma'irei Ha'esh. What's the machlekes? The Beshamay Savri Chada Nahira Ika Benura. A flame consists of one flame. Sorry. A flame consists of one flame. There's one flame and a flame. It's Ein Chefza. Ubez Hillel Savri Tuva Nahiri Ika Benura. There are many flames in a flame. Ad machlekes. Tanya na mihachi. Bryce says the same thing. I'm like Basil Bishamai. Basil said to Bishamai, "Harbim ma'iris yishbar." No, there are many flames in a flame. So we seem to have a machlekes between Bishamai and Basil. How many flames are in one flame? What does that mean? I mean, do you call the stuff lapping out of the flame part of the? I mean, what's this a machlekes? So the grudge Shnei El Yo says something which has to be deep. The machlekes between Beishamay and Bishil over here is: What are we thanking Hashem for? Hashem's involvement, or subsequent human involvement? Beishamay says that when you make a bracha, you're thanking Hakadosh Baruch Hu for you're thanking Hashem for only pure input from Hashem, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu put in the side of Eish, and therefore, yes. I know what Basilon knows, that there's several parts to a flame and there's stuff that gets added on. We're going to talk tonight about what adds on to a flame. Beishamah is aware of what's in a flame. But when you're making a brach, when you're thanking the Rebbe Nishon for something, you're thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu only for the pure aspect that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave. Nothing added on, nothing embellished. The pure part of it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave is what warrants a brach, and that's it. 
Because Hillel, on the other hand, says, no. You make a bracha on what Hashem gave, but also on what humans enhanced. You also make a bracha to the Rebbein Hashem that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the ability to take bracha and run with it. To take bracha and add on to it. To take bracha and apply it. Therefore, Beis Hillel says, I know you know that there are other parts of the flame, Bisham, and I know you know that that just comes from you adding fuel to the fire, literally. That you add more to burn and the flame grows. And I know that's human involvement, but that too needs to thank Hashem for. You don't just thank Hashem for purely what He did. You don't just look with mamish focus about what Hashem did. You also thank Akash Baruch for what He enabled humans to do. So it seems to be, and we keep this in the back of our minds, a attitudinally. What do we thank Akash Baruch for? You thank Akash Baruch for what He did. And like in, it fits with Beisham again. This is like a very slippery slope, um, going like uh, psychoanalyzing Beisham himself. But you know, it seems to fit with what Beisham's general outlook is. Is that is that it's purely what Akash Baruch did. The human involvement is not the human aspect is not valued in comparison to what Akash Baruch did. Hillel, on the other hand like always prizes the human input, always prizes what human beings did. So when you thank Hashem for the flame, you don't just thank Hashem for the kernel that HaKadosh Baruch Hu contributed. You thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for what humans were able, again, you're not thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for what humans did, you're thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for what He enabled humans to do. And Basil is propping up, is recognizing the human involvement in what we thank Hashem for, which seems to be in concert with everything else Basil says. And what's the human involvement? That, that, in other words, the, con- the concept of flame yeah. came from the Rebbein The sustaining of a flame and the enabling a flame to grow is by you building a flame, putting in wood, logs, whatever you build the flame with, is that that's what enables the flame to grow. Gosh Baruch Hu made possible the thing of fire. But knows anything besides... Huh? Not without fuel. Not without fuel. And Gosh also made the fuel. But but and avada avada anything you're doing was created by the Rishon and made by humans. But if you want to talk about the the God particle of the flame, it's that little thing. And it, it doesn't make sense if you're thanking Hakadosh Baruch Hu to thank him purely for more than. The, you know what Rashi means? So how does that do with the Levana Yisrael? No, I I I don't know what Rashi means. Oh, okay. I don't know what Rashi. And that's not. Yeah, I don't. I'm mean, gonna. In the fire, like. When you see a flame. I, it, it, you know, I looked at the Rashi a few times this morning. And we're going to say another Rishon's shot in a second. This is the Gra. Really? We're, we're thanking Hashem for, for the colors and fire? I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the Rashi. I, I don't know. Is he talking in code about what the Gra is talking? Or is he talking in code about what we're about to say from the Ritzvah? Or is he saying, thank God for the beauty of the fire? But in other words, you're making the bracha. Isn't the whole point that you get because you're getting enough? Getting enough from the fire, and what and what does it have to do? Because I understand Bisham Basil, getting enough from the etzim flame, getting enough from the growth of the flame, and and we're about to say ritva, which is amazing. But the fact that it's different colors, really. And let me ask you another question. Let's say you have a very controlled flame, like the one on your stove. I don't know if you guys have uh, gas, but like uh, the blue, it's all blue. So you wouldn't be able to say Bermereish according to Rashi. No, Rashi just means the intricacies of what a fire is made. Ah, oh, so you're going Diddish. Okay, fine. So then we can make a shidduch with the gra and Rashi, maybe perhaps with Rashi and the Ritzvah. But that's not the simple reading. So is it, is it a Berach Hashem Yes. 
Yes. That that is not the mean is when you get Hanav before after. Yes. So, so we've said this in the past that you should. Rosh Sternbach says this. You know, like, I, you know, it, it makes sense. And if you want someone to say it, Rosh Sternbach says it, you should look at your fingers first, then make the brach. Just like you look at the Atlantic before you say, this is my sabracious. You don't, you don't, you don't go, you know, on the car, say, then you open your eyes. Like, you, you, nana first, and then you say that. You're correct. The Ritva says, the Ritva says a whole nother pshat in Harbe Ma'ires Yesh Ba'esh. In, in the, in Harbe, what's the exact, Tuvan Nohaira Ika Benura. The Ritva says something very, very, very rational. The Ritva says there are many uses of fire. Light, heat, cooking. So when we thank HaKash Baruch Hu for a fire, in Beis Hillel, we're thanking HaKash Baruch Hu for the many uses of fire that we have. We're not just talking about the fact that right now we're getting use of the light that the fire provides. We're using the light and thanking HaKash Baruch Hu for everything the fire could do. Now, I saw in the Sefer... Yesterday, he wanted to say like this. This is the machlekes tut stadim in the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef brings a machlekes if a blind person can make havdala. The Beis Yosef says, the are, can a blind person say bar meraish? One says yes, one says no. So you want to have, this is the machlekes. If you're just talking about the light that the fire provides, then you're right. A blind person can't make the bracha because he's not nana from the light. But, and this is the time that you could make the bracha, like the ritva, that a fire, you're thanking God for all the uses of fire, not just the visibility, not just the light the fire provides, you're thanking for the cooking and the heat as well. That's the time that a blind person can make, can make the bracha on, a, on Havdalah, can make the bracha on flame. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's my ray, yes. According to that second side, you're not getting a now. Right, so it knows. Unless you quickly eat something. Right, no, no, so the Ritva is saying it's like a Gilgul Shvua. That that like once you're thanking for one thing, it brings up the topic of flame, and we think about how multifaceted our use of flame is. And and therefore it's like Megalgul Akal, because it is. That's what the Ritva is saying. And this Sefer, I forgot where I saw it, says that that's the Pshat in the Besiyas of Tzad. That a blind person can make havdal because you're right, he can't make a bar ma'ish for the ma'ish. But if if the if we're going like Basil, Basil is recognizing ma'ish, not just the multifaceted parts of the fire, the multifaceted use of the fire that a blind person could have. Okay. Then the Mishnah said two lines. Number one, you can't make a bracha. Havdalah on a fire or besamim of Goyim. Says the Gemara. Bishleimaner, what's wrong with using a guy's flame and or his besamim? So Bishleimaner, I understand. Mishum deloy shavas. Because it didn't keep Shabbos. We're going to discuss this much more in a few lines, but just to get a definition out. The nair that you make Havdalah on has to have kept Shabbos. What does it mean it has to have kept Shabbos? For starters, it could not have been lit Be'isr on Shabbos. So if a guy lights the fire on Shabbos for a non 
mutter dicke use, which means we're not talking about a Hatzal guy or a doctor that needs to light a flame or a midwife that needs to light a flame to deliver a baby. That's not a bad use. We're talking about lighting a flame for an illegal use. So if a flame was lit on Shabbos for a not Shabbos dicke use, then you're not allowed to make a bracha on that flame for Matzah Shabbos. So that explains why you can't make a bracha on a Goyish flame. Bishleim aner mishom shodolei shavas. It didn't keep Shabbos. Elo. So is a guy allowed to light a fire for you on Shabbos? So on the surface, I remember I was going to talk about this in the Gemara. On the surface, yes, because it didn't keep Shabbos. Now, we're going to have to talk about this. You know on Yom Kippur, this is a Gemara in Pesachim, you know on Yom Kippur, you have to have the flame lit from Erev Yom Kippur. You have to have the tall, you should know that now there's yard side candles, biggest ripoff, they never last 24 hours. You need yeah. two days. Right, yeah, yeah. So you have to get like a, a festa one. These like Heinkiga, you know, modernish ones, they, 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 you know, they, they don't keep their Benetamsman. <laughs> That's where it all started, the problem. <laughs> they keep the 42 minutes. Just the way minutes. to get you to spend that money. Buy a bigger one. They, I, I don't mind buying a bigger one, but they only sell two little ones. Isn't going to help you. You need the seven day one, then you're dead because you can't blow the things out. <laughs> I can't say anyway. So enough of the yard say problems. No. So Yom Kippur is a special din. We'll talk about Yom Kippur later. Shabbos is okay. It's very cool. I mean, we'll just say the difference now. Shabbos, you're able to create a light Matzah Shabbos because light was created Matzah Shabbos. So it's very cool. Shabbos provides a heter to start the light Matzah Shabbos. You, on Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to light your candle Matzah Shabbos. It has to have been lit from before Shabbos. Matzah Shabbos, you're allowed to light it because we're recognizing that light was invented. Fire was invented Matzah Shabbos. In fact, it's a very cool thing. If Yom Kippur falls out on a Tuesday or Monday or something, you're not allowed to light your candle after Yom Kippur. If Yom Kippur falls out on a Shabbos, you're allowed to light your Havdalah candle Matzah Yom Kippur. Because the, the specialness of lighting the candle on Matzah Shabbos pushes away the inability to light a candle on Matzah Yom Kippur because that's what's special about Shabbos. Um, light was invented Matzah Shabbos. So the answer to your question is yes, you could light a candle on Matzah Shabbos, but not a guy. Why? We'll have to see. Other than Yom Kippur lights on Shabbos, you're allowed to? Yeah. Or it's the same? You're allowed to. You don't have to have a candle from before Yom Kippur. So I'm saying it's the same. Yeah, same as a regular Shabbos, but not a regular Yom Kippur. On a regular no, no, Kippur, no, I understand, but I'm saying it's the same. There's no difference, there's no hither to take it from before. No, no, That's what I'm no, asking. no, no. The reason why you don't again is because to distinguish, to let you know that this is different than a regular Shabbos, the reason why you don't like Yom Kippur? Um, yeah, it's a similar story. It's to show you that this was us or the whole Yom Kippur, and now I could do it. Which is why we always light any candle anyway. So, so in other words, we have a candle to say you couldn't do this a whole Yom Kippur, but now you could do it. On Yom Kippur, we say it had to have been lit before Yom Kippur to show I couldn't have done this on Yom Kippur, and it was sitting there on Yom Kippur. But Shabbos, we actually let you create the fire in Matzah Shabbos. Yeah. It's so weird. Like if you light a candle, I don't know if you light a candle on Yom Kippur, what's so bad are you? Right, how, right, how have you, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know exactly. I don't have that candle. I, 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 I know exactly what you mean. It's hard to be magdirt. You know, somehow that doesn't show the specialness of not keeping, I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. We, we discuss it every month, Yom Kippur. Why, why can't you light a candle? <laughs> yeah.
They're like, let's break the fast and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually how the conversation ends. (laughs) And like, he was off during the ELA, right? But (laughs) that's like the same thing every year. (laughs) Anyway, I can't, sir. I'll build this look up tomorrow. No, you're starting that. And and last year, remember last year, you didn't do it and then you had to call? (laughs) Okay, fine. So Why can't I, I have a nice Goyish neighbor, why can't I walk over and smell his cinnamon? We're not talking about a guy individual. An individual guy, it's fine if you borrow his besamer. We're talking about a Goyish party. And if there's incense at a Goyish party, chances are it's Aveda Zara related. We're talking about a Goyesha party. An average misiba, an average party of a guy is la Zarahi. So says the Gemara, the reason you're not allowed to take from a guy is not a, a private guy. A private guy is fine to borrow or take his spices for Abdullah. But a Goyesha party is probably for Avedazar. So the Gemara says, that's great. So you're telling me the reason for the ratio that you're not allowed to take a fire or a candle from a guy, or something from a guy, is because it's Avedizar. That's a very good shot. Except there's a whole separate entry in the Mishnah for Avedizar. So probably that first part is not referring to Avedizar. It's probably not the shot in the ratio. Frank, Timur, Hamid Katani Seifa, Ein Mivarachin, Leil and Ervaleyab, some Shel Avedizara. Since it says in the Sefer, you're not allowed to use Avedazar, Mechalal, we could probably infer Duresh Alam Avedazar Askinon. So what you said is true, but it's probably not shot in the line that you're not allowed to take from a guy. Where it says, yes, it is. You're right. They're both saying the same thing. One is giving the rule, one is giving the reason. Matam Kamar. Why are you not going to make a bracha on the candle or the spices of a guy? Now we get to that that line that we said. Tanrabon. Or Shashavas Mivarchanalov. A candle that kept Shabbos. You're able to make a brachon, Havdalah. And if the candle didn't keep Shabbos, you can't make a brachon. What does that mean? My Shavas or my Loy Shavas. What does it mean the candle kept Shabbos or didn't keep Shabbos? If you want to say, Loy Shavas Machmas Malacha, that it didn't keep Shabbos, meaning it didn't stop working, even from permissible candle lighting, permissible malacha, that's not true. A candle that a midwife had to light, or a candle we lit for a chayla who needed a chayla mesukin, who needed light on Shabbos, you can make a bracha on it. And for that matter, a candle that was lit the entire Shabbos. For that matter, for that matter, a candle that was lit for the entire Shabbos is also mutter, as we will see in a second, because that's not also. 
So the definition of not being Mechal Shabbos, not being doing Malacha, cannot be Malacha of Isser, where it says, Omar, Nachmar Yitzchak, my Shabbos, she Shabbos mi Malachas Avera. Shabbos Machmas Malachas Avera. It didn't do any Averas, which means it wasn't lit illegally, which includes a guy lighting it on Shabbos. So we have to like do a little dance over here, which means you're not allowed to make a barmaresh on a candle that anything wrong was done. Which means if a leilenu chasham nebuch a yid is machal shabbos and lit the candle, I don't mean I don't mean beheter, beheter it's fine. If the candle is lit for a necessary reason, it's fine. If the candle was lit by a machal shabbos, you're not allowed to use it because that's an aver. But if it was lit beheter, it's okay. If it was lit before Shabbos, it's okay. If a guy lit it, it's not okay. Why? I saw someone ask it, like even Sharfer. A guy's mechayiv to light a candle on Shabbos. A guy's Shabbos chayiv misa. So it's not the pshat. That's a guy lit it. What's wrong? So they say, which is not easy to swallow, a guy doing what if you would do would have been chil Shabbos causes the candle to be chil Shabbos. Which means a candle can't be lit by a regular person on Shabbos and used for Havdalah Matzah Shabbos, even though the guy that lit it did nothing wrong by lighting it. So, so it says Ner Shabbos. Yeah, but it also says Malacha Da'atera. That's Malacha Da'atera. It means Malacha Da'atera for a Yid. Right. So, so, so you have to do that little dance that no Malacha could be done to it, even by a guy. But slow down. A guy isn't a malach. Now, I mean a guy that if a yid would have done the same thing, would have had the different outcome. That's what I mean. Okay, I hear you. But in other words, you have to say that dance. Tanya Namihachi, Ashashis, a lantern. Shahisa de lekes vahileches, kolayim kulay, that was going mamish the entire Shabbos. That's a matzah Shabbos, Mavarchanalai. You can make a bracha on it, a matzah Shabbos. And that is, that's that. The next sugya will go after the Yaakov Feinstein time of necessary Hazar. Oh, we'll stop. Stop for Hazar.